Bem-vindos ao podcast Trilingue, um podcast que falamos inglês, português e várias bostas. Eu sou o Fábio, eu morei nos Estados Unidos por 4 anos. E eu sou a Gabi, eu morei na Austrália por 4 anos. Esse é um podcast com uma pegada um pouco diferente. Nós vamos falar sobre coisas corriqueiras, só que em inglês. Hello. E aí, meu povo? Tudo bom? Estamos bem aqui, já, já falamos várias aqui, vocês nem Meu sabem. Deus. Demos dicas, a Gabi tem uma lista de compras aqui. Já a... tenho, graças a Deus. A de... Ou não. A terminar, mas hoje, hoje a gente pensou em falar sobre a nossa experiência fazendo faculdade fora do país. Porque a gente sabe que muita gente gosta e tem essa curiosidade, eu vi muitas trends rolando no TikTok falando sobre, gente que ainda tá pra ir. TikTokers. Pra contar um pouquinho mais, é parecido com os filmes? É semelhante a essa loucura toda? É um monte de gente maluca numa faculdade? Será? Será? Dan, 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 dan. os próximos capítulos dessa novela. Que é logo agora. Você right? deu sorte. Freaking now. Let's go. So, how, tell me about your college experience. How was it? The first time you set foot in Australia. Oh my god. That makes my heart pound. Because I'm like... I memories oh my god i love it so um when i first stepped in australia i actually spent four days in sydney so i didn't see my campus until like two weeks after i arrived in the country yeah so i you know step foot in, in sydney and i'm like far out so many asian people <laughs> that was the first impression I that's kind of shocking isn't it it's so shocking because majority of the population in sydney is asian Yeah. And Asian Australian. So I think um I think twenty percent of the whole population in Australia is Asian. So it's interesting that it's all kind of reserved to Sydney area or like you know, bigger cities. So that was my first impression. And then I got to uni and then I saw a completely different uh, you know outlook of things. We were thirteen percent international students when I started in 2016 and there was three Brazilians me and a couple <laughs> almost no one almost no one and, and a couple hard to make friends hard to make friends yeah I couldn't make friends with them like we no, were not no, friends it's not gonna happen actually when I first started at uni I did not make any friends like it was really challenging to make friends everybody was so closed and everybody was you know in groups already and then classes started And I realized that most of my class was Australian. And let me tell you something about Australians. They do not make friends. Do you, did you, it was your class like united at all? Like the, the people that entered on your specific course? Um, I don't know. Because what I noticed about Australia as well is that who goes to the local schools normally goes to the local universities. So they know each other since they were kids. Yeah. So that's why it's really hard to make friends. And um, I, I, I don't know if it's united. Like every like you could pick classes. So I didn't have the same you know, class every time. Yeah. I had different people in my class every time. So um, I didn't have any friends in my course as well. So I didn't have any group of friends that I would do you know, group work with. Because that's one thing that in Brazil it's really strong. Like yeah. whenever you enter, mm -hmm. whatever you're doing, the people like embrace you. The older people in your class, everyone who's in the same studying the same thing, just like embraces the new people, and that doesn't happen in Australia apparently. No, and it it might be because as well. I don't know. I was a bit, I would say antisocial. Yeah. Um, 
I felt intimidated by the people because of the language, right? I was really intimidated to make friends because I wasn't very confident about my English at first. I didn't think I had a good, a good accent and because I started, I transferred, right? So I started as an exchange student. I started on the third year, which is the last year. So classes were really hard, not recorded, and the teacher had the most thickest Australian accent ever. Oh, that's tough. So, and she would nitpick grammatics. So anything that I would write, if, if there was a comma wrong, she would nitpick that. And commas are not used in the same way. No, it's different. It is totally, totally different. different. So big tip for you, if you're studying uni in you know another country that speaks English, there's an app called Grammarly that I got to know about a year into uni. And I swear, that was the fucking best thing I've ever bought in my life. Because it corrects everything for you. Everything. Commas and, you know, aspas and all this shit. It just corrects everything for you. And then you don't have to worry about it. So literally, I would write a piece of shit work. And then I would go through <laughs> that. And then it would correct all my English. And then I would, write, I would read it and see if it makes sense. And I would submit it. Yeah, I saw ads for that like a bunch of times. It's amazing. It's insane. The it's bomb. so good. The bomb. So good. So I would say Australia is very not very united. Um... What about you? What about... It's the same US? thing. People don't... Like, I entered on biomedical engineering and we had... There's a big group. They call the class of 2018, which is when we would graduate. But, like, people are not united at all because you pick your classes. So, you're not in the same classes as yeah. everyone. And everyone's taking different classes at different semesters. Yeah. So, you kind of... Like, by the end of the, the year or after the first two years which is like pre-biomedical engineering, at least for me, when you actually get into the major and have all the, the major classes, you don't really know the people that you're going to graduate with. And you kind of get to know a few of them, but there's so many and there's not yeah. like any group of activities. So you're not embraced whenever you enter the university. Yeah. So you really have to like... I think you're like me then. Yourself. So you were friends with your frat mates. Yeah, at first, uh, at first I didn't know anyone. Yeah. So I went to, I played soccer. I tried out for the soccer team at the university, which wasn't like the official soccer team. It was like a club where people just played and played teams from different universities. It wasn't like the, the real league that they had for women's had the, the real league on soccer, but th there wasn't a men's one. And I met a Brazilian in there, which was the Ooh, first person okay. I met. And he was like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to show you around. And then he told me about fraternities and all the things. But I was like missing out. I didn't know that there was an entire process to entering a fraternity. I didn't know how it worked. So my first semester, I didn't do it. The second semester, I kind of rushed the fraternity, which is how you apply to it. You rush. And I got to know a few of the houses, but I liked actually the one that, that he was in. But some guy didn't actually like me, but I, I knew a bunch of them and I was friends with a bunch of them. And I think maybe he, he pulled something out so I wouldn't get in. And I also didn't enter on my second semester. So for the first year, I only had the friends that I actually made through going to the gym and figuring out the time that they played soccer. So I met a few people through playing soccer at the gym, mm -hmm. which was my friends from Nepal and from France. These people the are so people much nicer. They're, They're so much they were more so approachable. Cool. Yeah, they were really, yeah. really cool. Everyone was really nice. Like the fraternity, how do you say the stigma about the, the guys being assholes? 
Some guys there are assholes, and some houses they're really big assholes. But some are really nice because they have a, a big diversity of houses. Like there was a house of the nerds that have a, an engineering fraternity, but they were too nerdy. There was a, houses with dudes that were nerdy but cool, but they were like too nerdy too. I almost rushed them. They had a, such a nice house, but I think yeah. One thing that I'm noticing from this conversation that maybe because I was just thinking the Americans that joined us at uni in Australia, they were so nice. Yeah. So I think it might be you're in my territory, so you need to be nice to me, kind of thing. Could you be. Because Australians were such assholes. Really? Yeah. But That's... then they're known worldwide for being so nice. And I don't know, like, because maybe in Brazil we're here, but we're such suckers for international people that we're yeah. like always open armed when they come. I don't think it's the same for them because they're first world believers. Like they live in the first world, so they don't give a fuck about the rest of us. It could be it. And that's probably why like you had a bit of trouble to, you know, get in in the midst of everyone in in the beginning and same for me. Yeah, in the beginning it was kind of weird. People embraced me pretty well. I, I, it was much more friendly than I thought it would be. People were definitely very friend, friendly at the... Americans at the, as well? Yeah, everyone. Okay. Like, my friend asked me if I had any troubles by being Brazilian there, and I never really had, like, none, ever. People yeah. were so nice. Some people were interested that I was Brazilian. Never I had guys interested that I was Brazilian. Yeah, but, but that's like stigma on girls. I know. So that's hard. Yeah. It's hard. That's hard. That's hard as yeah. well. But yeah, I made friends from Nepal and France and we were good friends in my first year and then on my second year I rushed uh I really rushed all the fraternities, saw which ones I liked, which ones I didn't, which guys I fucked with. And went through the process. That doesn't mean that he process. fucks with guys, okay? I'm just going to say you're fucking with guys it doesn't mean fucking guys. Yeah, yeah. Those it means different. you're friends with, you can handle them. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. So he doesn't fuck guys. I don't I'm fuck sorry, guys. guys. I know you would love to fuck. <laughs> <him. laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know how we got here, man. <laughs> it's something. Okay. <laughs> how did you make your first friends in Australia? Oh, I told you that story, didn't I? Oh, showing the boobs. Uh, yeah, yeah, I showed my boobs, kind of. How was the of. the light night lifestyle, the parties? Okay, so first, before I need to explain this show my boobs thing. So basically, oh. I didn't really show my boobs, but all my friends were like from my frat. Not really frat, it was mm -hmm. like a uni accommodation. We called it college, <laughs> funny enough. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so my friends from my college, they were, um, you know, all from different areas. I didn't make any friends at uni in Wollongong, I just made friends at uni at UCID. Because I didn't live in uni accommodation, I lived at home. So I had to make friends in my classes and I made friends with my classes because it was a master's degree. And uni accommodation is like the dorms, right? Yeah, we call it college or uni accommodation. Nice. Um, and I made friends at UCID because it was a master's degree and we only had one Australian in the class. Yeah. One Australian in the class. You know what that is. Like, <laughs> anyways... Um, Nightlife in Australia uh, was really good. I felt safe, yeah. And I never get, I never got like 
hit on by weirdos, but I had to protect some of my friends of getting hit on by weirdos. I once facepalmed a guy, I grabbed his face and I did like, nice. and I pushed him and he fell and then his friends wanted to, you know, come and beat me up. And then, what the fuck? And then my ex-boyfriend at the time had to defend me with his friends and I was like, yeah, right, like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool, you should do that. You're, you're the boyfriend here, so, you know, get beat up for me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just But watching, sipping on wine. Really yeah. like that, yeah. In, in, um, in Wollongong, it was really good because we didn't really spend any money at the club. Like I said, like, we lived up the hill and the club was down the hill. And when I mean hill, I mean, like, literally 100 meters. Yeah. And we would go down the hill to the Illa, because the name was Illawarra Club. It was a hotel that had like a bar and club area. And we go to the Illa, or to there was another hotel that we used to go to. Either one, we would go to one or the other. And we would come fucking drunk, like we would be <laughs> fucked up. Because we would be drinking from like 6 or 7 p.m. Of course. In the rooms and playing drinking games like King's Cup or Fuck the Buzz or... Things like that that you could play in a small space. Yeah. We call those pre-gaming. How did? How was it for you guys? Pre's. Pre's? <laughs> yeah. Of course, you have to shard it. Like, are you even Australian if you don't shard every no. word you know? <laughs> Definitely not. We would say pre's and Noel's. Yeah, pre's and Noel's. Because we had a friend called Noel and his room was always the cleanest, which was 333. And I actually lived in that room the next year. And mm. we used to... Um, You know, drop all sorts of beverages on his on his floor and just <laughs> clean it. It was so nice. And he's actually my friend that is keeping my stuff right now. So nice. We used to go to his room for pre's and then we was we would just go down the street. That was it. And then yeah. dance until like three because the clubs close at three. So Yeah, they don't know how to do things. They no. close super early. The, the nightclub started at 7 and they closed at 3. Oh my god, yeah. like, you have dinner at the nightclub. Yeah, you could. They actually had food. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So that was it. And in Sydney... How about was, music? How was oh, the it music was like, at the nightclub? I think like we used to go to R&B days, yeah. mostly, which was Friday. Friday was R&B and then I think Saturday was paid, so we would not go out <laughs> yeah, to the Ila. We would go out to Sydney, then they would, you know, pick a club and go to... Normally it was uh, far out, I forgot the name. Um, if I remember, I'll let you know. But it was a really famous club in Sydney that we would drive all the way from Wollongong to you know, to Sydney yeah. and then go to that club. I don't remember the name. I really wanted to remember right now. That was the club that I facepalmed the guy, by the way. And we mm. lived in Wollongong back then. But we Got wouldn't it. go out on Saturdays in Wollongong. Uh, just Wednesdays, uh, Thursdays and Fridays. And then Saturdays was... Are for the boys. My friends Saturdays used to say that. Are for the boys. Yeah, they used to say that. We, yeah, I, I, fuck. I really wanted to remember the name because... I'm sure somebody that lived in Sydney before would know. Yeah. And we used to, so we we used to do that. And I don't know how we never got, got caught, but when I used to date the crazy, um, you know, Pakistani, we used to go, like, we, we would pre-drink in Wollongong and then drive to Sydney and then party until like 5 a.m. because that club would go a bit later and then we would come back. And we would be in like six, seven people in one car. So there was Holy one shit. or two people in the trunk. And driving drunk. 
drug are driving great. in Australia where you if you get caught with 0.05%, you lose your license and you get a record. You get a police record. So I don't know how we never got caught, but we never got caught. So that was That's my amazing. life in in Wollongong. And in Sydney it was a little bit different because I lived really far away at first, so I had to catch an Uber. Yeah. Um, and my ex-boyfriend wasn't there anymore because he was living back in Pakistan. So I used to go out with my friends. And uh, yeah, clubs in Sydney are better, but the pre-drinking and the fun we used to have Those are the just best. made it, you know, like the clubs could be shit in yeah. Wollongong. It didn't fucking matter. Because the people I was with, they were so fucking nice. Your homies. Yeah, my homies. I think I'm like very attached to the people I'm with. I don't yeah. care if the clubs are better. Like, because I used to go out with a lot of girls in Sydney and in Wollongong was mixed. So I always got along with guys better than girls. And I think some of the girls I was friends with were really bitchy, you know, like yeah. that kind. Where were they from? Like the people you used to hang out with? In Sydney, Australia, Singapore, Russia. Um, uh, Netherlands, I think, or something like that. Yeah. And in Wollongong, there was a really big variety, like Malaysia, India, Pakistan, France, Mexico, um, Spain, uh, Germany, all these kind of people, you know, we would hang out together. And I think that would make it, that made it so much more fun. Yeah. It was a bunch of cultures together mingling and Australians as well and that there were Malaysian Indians and Indian Indians and Chinese people and Malaysian Chinese people and then Japanese people and just Wollongong had more variety and made it so much more nice like so much nicer not more nice That's <laughs> I'm drunk <laughs> disclaimer <laughs> like come on you're not taking this too seriously we don't take ourselves too seriously we're gonna make mistakes and if you catch it you get 10 points which you can redeem for absolutely nothing. To Griffnodia. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Dino, tell me, who are, who are the kind of people you used to go out with and how was the life, nightlife there? Because I'm Man. also interested. I know you did a lot of house partying, but what about clubs? I never did clubs. Because the drinking age is 21, so you usually don't get into those. Mm -hmm. And even if you do, it's the people who are older, or go to, they just go to the bars and... Not really clubs. Stuff. Yeah. That, that was pretty boring at, at, at first. In my first two years, we went to a lot of house parties. We used to pre-game at the dorms. Like, whoever had a, a nice dorm, we you just take shots, drink beer, and have chasers. Because they don't do mixed drinks. Chasers, yeah. Yeah, you take a shot, and then you chase it with this... You drink something right after the shot, which is usually, like, Coke or yeah. soda or... Yeah, we call it chasers in Australia. Is that the same thing? Yeah, it's chasers as, as well. Okay. So I used to do a lot of that, but the house parties weren't that great. The people I was with were really fun. I loved the, the dudes that I hang out with, but the house parties weren't that great. I joined a fraternity after a year in college, and I went through the pledging. Oh, yeah. Actually. Yeah. I went through pledging. I rushed, and then when you rush, you get to know all the houses, get to know the people, and then they bid on on people to see if they want to join the house. So I got a bid from one of the fraternities that I liked and I decided to join. 
to figure out on the first Sunday, they say, you have a meeting, come here. And then we go to that meeting and realize that we're not into the fraternity yet. We have to go all the way through pledging, which is like being un bicho for a semester, which is something I didn't think I would experience by being in the U.S. But God, it was fun. And I was talking to my friend yesterday, and it's a fucking cult. It's totally a cult. Because yeah. the fraternity <laughs> was created in 1868. Yeah. And they wrote, yeah. like, wow. books. They have meaning. They have trees. The letters, it was Pi Cap Alpha. The letters have meaning. They have, like, Phi Phi KA, which is something else that they sell. That there's also meaning behind it. Holy there's shit. a national chapter. It's like a, an entire fucking enterprise. That's fucking crazy. They have that same fraternity, like, in many, many different states. My chapter, they, they call it the different houses chapters. The chapter at my university, the University of Utah, was called Alpha Tau. So it went with the first chapter was Alpha, the second Beta, and then they had yeah, add yeah, yeah. two letters, and it goes from there. So they have, like, a bunch of those. That's they had conference sometimes. Yeah. It's, like, huge, but it's it was super cool because I really entered the... I only lived with Americans all the time. Yeah. I was like in right in the middle of it and kind of... That's probably why your English is so good. Okay. Let's just put it yeah. out there because I feel like my English is good because I didn't have any Brazilian friends. Yeah, for sure. Whenever you don't have Brazilian friends, you do pretty well because that's all you got. Tip, hot tip. If you go overseas, bloody be with bloody overseas people. For sure. Literally. Branch out from the Brazilians. Dude. The, Don't be afraid. The craziest thing I did was actually diving into the American culture and mm -hmm. joining a fraternity, which was kind of insane when looking back. I was telling the stories of rushing. They have like a bunch of crazy shit. I remember the first time they brought us all, there was a lot of like psychological terror <laughs> happening, but it was like super chill stuff. And then being always like, Well, fuck, my life is already fucked in Brazil. Like, you can't hit me. <laughs> Bro, your issues, your first world issues, they don't fucking hit me. God, <laughs> like, if, you're go if you haven't gone, but you're still going, bro, you're, you're good. Nothing can yeah. beat you down after yeah. this shit. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. But it was super fun. They have, like, Big Brother night where they assign you a Big Brother in the house. They take you... Like, they blinded folded me, put me in the back of a car with some of my pledge brothers, oh, and just drove us around, and then dropped us in the bottom of the mountain. But they fucked with us, like, they put songs, they had the, the duck song, and they made us sing along. Oh, they God. stopped at Taco Bell and asked if we wanted anything, and we asked for it, and then they just got us water, just to fuck with us. Then they drop you somewhere, they tell you, like, a good life lesson, which they actually do. It's, like, very constructive. But whenever, then you have to walk back to the house and line up in alphabetical order. But when you do that, you realize that two of your brothers are missing. And you're like, where the fuck are they? We're so fucked because we lost two people. And they just kidnapped those two, put them in the basement, blindfolded. They drink so many shots and fuck with them on a funny way. It's I not, don't think that's healthy, by the way, guys. I do not condone I swear kind of to God, it wasn't like only fucked up shit. All the fucked up shit was done on a very constructive level and to people who wanted to be fucked with. It wasn't like get naked and do the elephant walk, which is something weird that I heard other houses did, which is getting naked and everyone holds each other's dick and go on circles, which is super fucked up. And we never did that type of shit. But we fucked with people like 
the kids were drinking and they have to memorize songs. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> like asking, who's the president? And then he always replied to the president of the fraternity. And then we were like, no, dude, the president of the United States. We're just fucking with kids. And then the funniest part on Big Brother Night is we bring the kids back to the house. We teach them a lesson about whatever they learned outside. Because it's a preamble, which is a sentence that we all learn in the fraternity. Mm-hmm. And then the drunk kids from downstairs just go up. We put them on top of a table and they read a poem. And the poem is just mocking people on the house that are already members. So if I have a little brother, I'm going to write a poem about the other, my brothers on the house that are already members that are not pledges. Mm-hmm. And just fucks with them. Like, there that were some heavy funny. jokes. It's funny as fuck. Like, I can't imagine you guys all laughing your asses. Yeah. Up, but I don't think I would be that confident. Like, I would not go through something like that and i don't know how girl houses are but i know girl houses are awful from what i heard they're awful yeah exactly like what i've heard and i know from movies yeah yeah <laughs> i don't think they're very it's healthy the movie shit. and i think like australia is really far away from the american reality yeah and american reality is a lot more you know it's a lot closer to what our listeners might think about uni yeah, because you see in Hollywood movies, movies and all yeah. that type of shit. Yeah. Red Solo cups and yeah. drinking from cats. We have red solo cups. Like, we did that. We, did we should all have that. those here. Let's start selling. Don't we? No. Don't we have that? We don't have red solo cups. Are you for sure? Yeah. What? You can buy red solo cups on any supermarket. Yeah. There's no such thing. Fuck, I've never noticed. Yeah, there's no I've such thing. I've been here a year and I never noticed. Well, you've been here a year on the pandemic as well. Oh my god, you just blew my mind. Dude, there, is, there are no there, red solo cups. Oh my god, there's no I red used to bring cups. them every semester, like a hundred of hundred solo cups, just to play beer pong and other shit. Yeah, you can buy reusable ones. Where? Like, in Australia, you could. Mm. You I used to clean them, and, but they always got lost. No, like, I had, like, a reusable red solo cup, just because of the... You know, red solo much, cup yeah. <laughs> thing. Yeah, no, that's it. Oh my no god! Thing. Oh my god! I miss Australia yeah. so much. <laughs> I really wish I was there. <laughs> oh my god! Red solo cups really, really get to you. You know, I think like our cultures, like Australia and America, are so similar. Yeah. We used to call. I used to call. Australia, little, like, America's little bitch, literally. Because we used to want to be like America. Everybody, every Australian, if they had to go overseas, they would go either to England, which was rare, or to America. And they would just, you know, come back like a piece of shit. They would become the most arrogant little pricks I've ever met. Like, there was this guy called Matt. He was unbearable unbearable like literally he thought it was so hot because when yeah. he's in, Austra- in in america <clears throat> australians are so hot the accent the accent oh my god you sound <laughs> so hot like bitch no this is horrible like <laughs> you sound like you have a potato in your mouth but not like a british <laughs> like a potato that is kaipita yeah <laughs> a redneck potato a that's redneck what you fucking potato. sound like <laughs> i remember a girl from australia that actually went to the a couple parties there crystal if you're listening to this <laughs> shoot me a dm <laughs> you're not doing anything he's needy yeah. i'm just saying <laughs> this 
slaying you. I things. just remembered that. I'm like, oh shit, she was she was cute. She was yeah, nice. Australian girls are very beautiful. Yeah, I can see that. Except lesbians. I try to be a lesbian. <laughs> the in stigma. No, I swear, I try to be a lesbian in Australia. Okay, it lasted me two weeks. I hooked up with one hot girl, and then I was like, "Fuck, you're all ugly." <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to be? I'm sorry, fat and ugly. Oh my god. <laughs> it's true. Gabby, come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're you're gonna be canceled, and I'm gonna help them. <laughs> Don't cancel. Let's <laughs> cancel. Hashtag you know, cancel, Gabby. I think Brazilian lesbian girls are so hot. It's true. I'm just like trying to stay quiet so I don't say anything during this time. Don't cancel me, guys. I swear. I don't know. I had a preference for Brazilian lesbian girls. I mean, Brazilian people in general are definitely much more beautiful. Yeah, I think we're beautifuler. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> But regardless... I hooked up with like a couple of Australians that I thought were hot and girls. I wanted to be lesbian. I just didn't succeed in Australia. Yeah. But the heterosexual Australians were so beautiful. Like they looked like models. Like go fuck yourself. <laughs> Do you really have to look like that? Do you have to humiliate me every day by walking? <laughs> like literally living and breathing? Like they had blue eyes and they were either brunette or they had, you know, blonde hair. They were all tall and very skinny. They all look like fucking models. Wow. And if you go to, to the beach in Australia, you're like humiliated. Literally, I felt humiliated because every single girl had the perfect body. They were like surfing and stuff. That's sexy. I was like, I feel like a potato. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a redneck potato I in this shit. I'm a redneck potato right now. <laughs> Seriously, and like my French friends, they were so hot as well. And my my um, Mexican friends and my uh, Spanish friends, they were so fucking hot. I was like, like everyone. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Why? Why are you so hot? Why are you all so hot? So I think Australia, besides the population that already exists, people that go there. Principally Wollongong, but it's like a beachside city and it's really pretty and kind of famous. Like the second largest city in New South Wales or third largest. I don't know. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's Sydney, Newcastle, Wollongong. Like people that go to Union Wollongong are really good looking. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. They're all fucking good looking. And the beaches there are filled with people that are good looking. And if you go to Manly Beach in Sydney, you'll see heaps of different people from different places, but they're still all good looking. Holy shit, everyone looks great in there. I know, it's horrible. Oh. I hate it. <laughs> America definitely isn't like that. There were some people that stood out. For sure there are people that stood out. Like, holy fuck. There were people that stood out. I'm not in a good place here. And I'm drinking wine, which is... Probably You're in a good issue. place, you just don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we're in a good place and we don't fucking know it. <laughs> we have no idea. But yeah, it's crazy. The, the life overseas, it's very different. And it could be very much like the movies. If, you just, if you're going outside or out of the country, dude, immerse yourself in their culture. 
Don't, don't make Brazilian friends. Don't yeah, don't hang out just with Brazilian people. Go branch out. It's crazy. It's crazy. I got so many friends that were from the U.S. and they took me on hikes and we did keg stands and bought kegs and played beer pong and learned a bunch of fucking shit that I probably wouldn't if I was just hanging out with Brazilians. Yeah, I don't know half of the things he said. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's crazy stuff and it's really really fun. Even if you think people are fucking with you, it's cool being part of something. Yeah. And it was very nice. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. Also, I lived in the fraternity house for like two years. Yeah. Which is crazy. I, I shared a house with 20 dudes and we had parties every Thursday. And the house would get trashed. You woke up like Friday mornings. Like, the bathroom smells like puke. The kitchen smells like old beer. And that's, you just that see... That does not sound pleasing yeah. at all. There are girls just like going out from the rooms, going back home in the morning. It's like crazy shit. Everything's Shame trashed. Wall. Yeah, but a shame walk. <laughs> but if you have pledges, it's great because you come back from classes on Friday morning and everything's clean. Okay. Because we have some kids that clean it up really nicely. You see, I didn't experience that. I had to clean my shit next morning. Yeah, I had, that's not fun. It's not fun. We had to clean whenever we didn't have pledges, but most of the semester we had pledges. Yeah. And I mean, they cleaned everything because they needed to know how hard it is to clean a house so that they wouldn't trash the house whenever they become active But members. you did anyway. Yeah, some people <laughs> got like lost on the, the matter and yeah. just trashed the house because there was someone to clean. Yeah. But usually, people were very conscious in there. Like, That's we, we always, there was always someone who took kind of care of the party and if the cops had showed up they would take care of it and made sure everything is going fine no drugs happening at the house actually i were i served as that for a year i was a member of the executive committee at the fraternity as safety and health and safety officer that's pretty cool taking care of parties and that's pretty cool. making sure nobody got super fucked up and usually take people home put girls in ubers if they're too drunk were you they have seminars Yes, I was sober, but not because I had to. I was sober because I was trying to get super jacked, which is like strong and lean. Okay. And I did that, and I did quite well not drinking for three months, but then I drank and it came back and a little bit. Fucked up. But I mean, it got me to a place <laughs> where I'm very comfortable with my body nowadays. It took like a lot of sacrifice, but it took me to a different level. And okay. I, I bounced up a little bit, but it was a good spot. It was worth it. And I had something else to say. Oh, yeah, they had a lot of seminars on... Because there were so many issues with rape and fraternities. Fraternities usually got shut for... Like, you have a, an accusation of rape inside the fraternity, you're fucked. Your chapter is getting closed. Everyone who lives in the house is getting evicted. Like, they close this shit down. We do not have a, like, a good stance with the media. So you really have to watch your back. And we used to hold, like... All the seminars talking about consent and if a person is underage and drunk, you should not have sex with her. If you see a brother going with a girl who is too drunk to actually be able to say something, you should stop him. And that's something that I've never seen in Brazil. And I feel like people should have that. it. We do need that because it because feels obvious, but isn't. This is putting the responsibility on the men. Yeah, for sure. And it's taking out of the girl. In Brazil, unfortunately, right now, we still have a very masculine, very... Mas... Eh, como que é o nome mesmo? I don't know. 
of what? It's not uh, it's not feminist, sexist. 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 Sorry guys, I'm drunk. Like <laughs> we have a very sexist culture in Brazil. Drunk but not wrong. We still, you know, responsibilize women, and I think like I don't know how it was for you, because in Porto Bragança here in yeah. Bragança, um, I remember being in in um, which is Colegial, high school, right? High yeah. school. And I couldn't wear shorts. I couldn't wear, you know. They do that, right? That's bullshit. I, I just as fuck. had to wear pants yeah. all the time, and it was fucking hot. That's absurd. And the boys were all wearing shorts, and they were, you know, running around. And then if we came in with shorts, and they would be like, "No, you're going home because you're going to distract the boys." Unfortunately, oh my god, this is still the culture, and it's not only in schools, it's everywhere. It's ever it gets worse, it gets worse because we sexualize our kids, and that's something we talked about last time. Because we sexualize our kids by telling them, girls, that they have to be aware of men, we tell girls that they have to cover themselves, even though we're not a Muslim culture, for yeah. example, where we you're over sexualizing your women because you tell them to cover themselves we do the same thing we tell our women to cover themselves and if they're not covered enough they are sluts and they deserve it and they have the one, they're the ones who have to be careful whenever they go out instead of like telling dudes to not do that type of shit exactly. and if a girl I've never heard in Brazil that if a girl's too drunk you shouldn't do it exactly. that's something so emphasized in the US It was so strong and we should like look out for all the girls, like not yeah. only for, it wasn't for the dudes, it was like, look out for the girls. If someone yeah. is doing something wrong, go call them out. Don't let it happen. Yeah. Actually, you reminded me of one thing that happened in my dorm, in my yeah. uni accommodation. This girl, her name was Alicia and she was um, kind of weird. Um, I must say she was yeah. pretty and she was hot and she was Australian but she was like depressed and she had much, like many psychological issues yeah so she would send like naked photos to the boys that lived in the dorm all the time multiple guys yeah trying to get their attention right Not, nothing to blame on her at all but there was this once that she was you know giving hints to this Spanish guy His name was Pablo, and Pablo just went for it. Yeah. He just kissed her in the lift, and the lift has cameras, right? So she, he kissed her in the lift, and the cameras caught it, and then she left, and he left behind her, and she says that he tried to get into her room, and he forced the kiss. But although the cameras said something otherwise, he was expelled. Yeah. He had to leave the uni accommodation. He went elsewhere. And she stayed for the semester and then she left as well. But the thing is, you know, I feel like she was right. If it was in Brazil, that would not have happened. Oh, no, for sure. She was right despite of anything. Despite mm -hmm. of, you know, me knowing. I didn't, I was not an authority at all, but I knew the things that she used to do. Yeah. And she used to do that with my friends. Yeah. And I didn't say anything because if she felt violated, that's her right to feel violated. Yeah, it doesn't matter if she's sending nudes or like walking fucking it naked. Doesn't, it right? doesn't it's... matter. Exactly. It does not tell you that she wants anything, right? Yeah. So she was in her right to say, I felt violated by the fact that he forced me in the yeah. lift. Yeah. So he left. He was expelled and she left 
you know, right after him a few months later, two, three months later. But in Brazil, we would never see this kind of thing being brought up by, you know, a uni accommodation and the headmaster of the uni accommodation being like, yeah, this guy is being kicked out because he forced a girl to kiss him in the lift. Yeah, definitely not happening. It would be like she was sending nudes and it was her fault and she gave him false hope and it's always the girl's fault in mm -hmm. Brazil. So I'm really impressed by America because I thought it would be similar because of the movies. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's really good. Different. It was like an that. amazing thing that I got from them because I don't know if I would have ever been exposed to that type of stuff if I was if I didn't go there. Yeah, for sure. Because for sure. it was something very strong and be like very aware of what consent is and if the person is giving consent and we had seminars not, in, in uni about when someone, consent. Yeah, we we had a different fraternity like Yeah. All every semester all we had time. new ones. Yeah. People we, would always come to talk about. We would have like seminars to to the, the 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 detail of. Did you ask her if she was butt naked in front of you? Did you ask her, are you sure? Mm -hmm. And if she said yes, I'm sure, then you can carry on. Yeah. And the first thing any police officer would ask you is, did you give consent? I actually got stopped once because I was making out in the car, and they asked me. Did I consent to it? And I said, yeah. I said yes. And it was fine. But like, they stopped us from making out in a car in Sydney because of consent. You know, one thing that I think that happens is those countries concentrate uh, people from very different places. Mm -hmm. So they're always very careful to see if someone is not pushing the boundaries. Because whenever That's you're so with a bunch of random people... You are gonna see people pushing the boundaries with a girl that is way too drunk, and For you can sure. tell it's like she is not able to sure. to tell X from Y, and she wouldn't be able to and say not, yes to this. Like not to be racist or anything, but I saw that happening a lot with my uh, Pakistani friends. Yeah, I saw that happening a lot, like pushing the boundaries of some girl that was not really into it, but. She was drunk, so let's do it anyways. Yeah, it's fucked up. It kind of got to the point where some of the girls were pressing charges, you know? Because they woke up the next morning and they were like, fuck, what the fuck happened? I don't remember, you know? But that, those different cultures, I think, expose the, the idea of mm -hmm. that happens. Mm -hmm. In here, we usually don't actually realize, but sometimes it can happen in, in your group of friends. For sure. And you don't even notice. Oh my God, yes, that happened to me. That has happened to me before. Exactly. I woke up next to someone and I'm like, not that we had sex, we didn't. But I still made out with him all night. And then we went to sleep in my tent in New Year's. <laughs> and I woke oh, up the next shit. morning I know, I know. and I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I just left. <laughs> but like, it could have been worse. It could. I could have been raped. Totally. But I wasn't. But I could. You know, you could, like you could. we don't think about these things. I don't know. We don't. We don't. And we don't here, it's not that present. Talk about it enough. We definitely don't. It's something that we actually got to see a lot overseas, but it yeah, doesn't happen in here. For sure, for sure. I'm, I'm like, um, I'm impressed with, you know, Australia and America right now because, I don't know. In Australia, besides being a university student, I could walk on the streets without fear. Yeah. You know what that is? Like, I don't know what that well, is. Well, I in definitely Brazil. know what that is everywhere. 
Yeah, but I don't know what that is in Brazil. Yeah. I was not afraid. I would go alone, like nobody with me, with my headphones in, my phone in my hand. I would catch a train at 3 a.m. from City Hall, you know, Town Hall, to, you know, Homebush West, where I used to live, and not be afraid. But that's still very lucky because there were a couple times where we used to stay at the library. So the university library mm -hmm. usually go there because you have like a lot of assignments. And in my course, we had a lot of difficult classes where the class just came together. Everyone was at the library, literally like 90% of the class trying to figure out how to solve the things that we had to solve. And there were many times that I walked the girls back to their cars because the, the parking that actually accepted the students was really far and was right next to the fraternity. So we, I usually walked with them all the way towards their cars because they feared going by themselves at night, like 2 a.m., 1 a.m. I don't know. I think America is more dangerous than Australia. Could be. There were, like, while I was at the university, two people died from being shot in, in campus. Probably many What? rape allegations. Wow, that's great. At least one rape allegation. I that never happened. That never happened. Yeah, we received. They me. have like Amber Alerts where they just text everyone in the region. Like all the phones start ringing. And they called for a university shooting like right by the dorms. I was living at the fraternity, which was, was far, far from the dorms. Yeah. But there was shooting at the dorms and like a bunch of cops. Oh my god, that's yeah. crazy. No, that, that crazy never shit. happened. That never happened to us. What would happen to us really frequently was the fire alarm going off because some kid put like a, a whole pizza box inside <laughs> of the oven and like, you know, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., we had to evacuate. Man, <laughs> evacuate Fucking now. Idiot. This is not a test. Evacuate now. And like, literally, that would happen sometimes five times a day. Drunken idiots. I had, I had to leave once on my towel. I had like to wrap my towel around oh, me. God. I was naked Worst and I Worst timing ever. But it's so fun. Because you're like, you know. Uh, everyone and, goes out and they're and like, my, what the fuck happened? And my, uh, the guy that used to like run my floor. Yeah. He lives right next to me. So. Oh, yeah. We have that in, in, in dorms. There is someone who's like responsible for the yeah. entire floor. I don't remember the name of that, but... He was like the the lead of something. Oh, something I don't remember lead. either. I don't remember. Yeah. But his name is Sanjay. He's a really good friend of mine. And he used to run the dorms. And I had a crush on him. So I was always afraid he was going to walk, <laughs> you know, walk in on me naked. Yeah. So I would always be like ready to go. <laughs> I would never sleep naked. I would always have like a, a shirt on at least so I could run it off if the alarm came out, uh, went out. Because... They have to check every room. Yeah. And if you're in a room and there's a fire alarm going off and the fire um, brigade comes in and they see that you didn't evacuate properly, like you're fucked. So I was really always very afraid of that. Very on top of But, it. you know, I think these things made uni so unique for you and made uni so unique for me. For and sure. Definitely living in a dorm or living in, in uni accommodation is fundamental. It is. It's different, man. It's so different. 
Because I did uni in Sydney as well, and I didn't live in uni accommodation, and I would have regretted it if I did not live in Mullingong in uni accommodation. It's cool. It's very cool. You get to meet people, mm-hmm. all the people on your floor. My first year, I lived in a very shitty part of the, the dorms, but my second year, I actually moved in with my friends, which was lucky I got a spot on their, on their dorms. And it was so fun. It was so fun. I had my own room. I had my own room too, twice. Yeah. But the first one I had my own room and shared a bathroom. The second one I had my own room and shared a bathroom and a living room and a kitchen. And they have like a little kitchen inside, which was amazing. Yeah, no, I shared a kitchen, but I had my room and my bathroom. But at the same time, like, we just had so many friends. Over. And it's so nice. I don't know. It's like, nice. It's we nice. shared the. the did you have to share the washing machines and the dryers yes, and like yeah, put the little coins a... in and get I didn't done? have the coins. Mine were all free. Really? Yeah. I had to pay for that shit. No yeah, bullshit. Uni, yeah, I had to pay $1 to wash my clothes and $2 to dry my clothes. No shit. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Australia rips you off. I'm telling rips you. Rips you off. Because the $2 coins are really tiny. So you think like you're giving out... If you're like, you know, somebody's asking for money, you think you're giving out like... 50 cents. 10 cents. cents. It's like the 10 cent we -hmm. have in Brazil is the $2 coin we have in Australia. And the one dollar coin is like huge. So they would ask for the one dollar coin huge for the washing machine and two of the one dollar ones for the the dryer. So you could choose. Do you want to dry your clothes or do you want to... You know, like, do you want to dry your clothes and be poor or do you want to wear, you know, moldy clothes? I don't, I don't know because we didn't have space to dry out. We didn't no, have we space didn't, for no, it. So you have to pay like $3 every time you do your clothes. So That's I didn't awful. use to separate. I just put everything together. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would that do, do that too. I'm like saving money. <laughs> for sure. Like $2 every time you wash. Plus you have to put the $3. soap in. $3 and you have $3. to bring your soap. And if you left yourself in the in the room, like you can forget it. Next time you get it, it's over. It's done. There's nothing there. Yeah. One thing I used to love is the softener that you put on the dryer. Mm. The sheet. Oh my god, that's just like you take your clothes so warm and put them to your face. Oh it's just god. wonderful. And you can fold them. You don't even need to iron them. I never iron my clothes ever. It's ever, awesome. Ever. Me ever, ever. Ever. Just ever. hurts. Oh, I would iron right. like dresses, but I wouldn't really iron them. Mm-hmm. I would use the steamer, you know. Mm-hmm. I would hang like I would hang them in the in the, in the hanger. <laughs> <laughs> I would hang them Go in the hanger, and then I would you know steam them, and they would be perfect for use. Yeah, it's awesome. That shit is awesome. Oh my god, I miss Australia so much. We're, I'm, we're I'm going coming nostalgic back. here. I am going back. I don't care. When the fuck this opens, I'm fucking out of here. I was thinking about today in the shower, like 2025, which is not that far. Four years? Four years. Yeah, a, lot, a lot can happen. A lot will happen. Will be my 10 year anniversary from joining the fraternity. So like my, my class will be probably yeah, what I reunite. That's so cool. We went, oh my God, we went camping a couple of times. That's One so of the cool. times we went camping, the cops woke us up and we thought they, they said we were going to be arrested because we camped next to 
It was a federal crime, like camping next to the water that we did. It's the same thing in Australia. And underage drinking, and it, it was just like gonna be super fucked up, but we actually managed to go through it. We had football games. They had a huge stadium for like thirty thousand people in my mm -hmm. university. It was awesome, but football games take way too long. Take like three hours. So we usually went to a little bit of it and had take cricket games. I went to. Ten <laughs> That's of that. so Australian! Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Cricket games. I yeah. mean, football that gives head injury that is, is very so American. American. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. No, no judgment there. To be but fair. like, cricket is really boring. So I totally understand. I mean, football is boring as fuck too. Do you think so? It is, because people they throw the ball and then they stop, and then they do something else, and then they stop, and then they have like four. Okay, yeah. They stop yeah. all the time. Like, like, soccer is much more dynamic. It is, because yeah. it's 45 minutes, then 45 minutes. They yeah. barely ever give more time. Yeah. Like, football is, I don't know how many minutes, but extends to, like, fucking 15 hours. It never stops. The game never ends. It's fucking ridiculous. forever. Forever. You can and handle same it. And with cricket, because you don't finish a match. Yeah. Until three matches later. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's <laughs> awful. Like... You have like the match and then the rematch and then the re-rematch and then you finish the match and you're like, like people, what come happened? on, just play a game and then like, shake hands. 160 points later and you're still fucking playing? Like, <laughs> can you fucking stop? Like, come on. And the game of cricket is like, you know, somebody like takes a tap, tackle, yeah. hits the ball, the ball goes, and then somebody runs. <laughs> And then the game stops, and I don't fucking know what happens. Because exactly. I watched 10 minutes, and that was it. And I was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> That's I don't know it. What's I'm good. But I'm leaving. Yeah, I liked tailgating, which is like pre gaming for the football games. You just get drunk, and then you walk to the, the football stadium, mm -hmm. which was super close. Then you walk back and party. That's it. Okay, that's much more fun. The, the, I'd rather that. Yeah, the sentence we had was win or lose, we still booze. Mm -hmm. That is my state of spirit. Yeah. Doesn't matter, guys, if you win, if you lose. If you drink in the end of the day, you're going to come out victorious. Always. That was beautiful. I love it. I think that's a great way to end this podcast. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Much further than we expected, but still we're going to publish all of it because you deserve it. Yeah, you deserve it. Just listen. Just listen. Like if, you, if you're listening to this, you've already listened. I mean, like, Thank you. you're going to listen to this and wish you were here because it's just so much fun right now. It is fun. <laughs> like, it is fun. I'm sorry. Next time, if you want to participate, just let us know. <laughs> and if you want more details on anything else, just tell us. Yeah. What would you like to hear about uni life? Exactly. I'm sure we're going to talk about that in much more. So <laughs> yeah, we have, we have a lot on that. Under our belts. I just love uni life outside of Brazil. It was like, cool. It was wow. definitely cool. No, no comments. I mean, many comments. <laughs> many <like> so comments. <laughs> 55 minutes of comments. <laughs> yeah, guys. 55. We're 54 right now, but like 55 because we're still going to talk about it. <laughs> so, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate you. And if you're our friend, I love you. If you're not our friend, I still love you. So... I'm love drunk. you all. Anyways, I love you all. Toast to that. To our <laughs> listeners. Woo! a boy, guys. Love that. Bye. Bye.